Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for awesomeo.com, and I am debuting my top five FanDuel video for week 10 in the NFL. Now, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. Follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so that you can get updates to these sim results as we get closer to lock. I'll probably do an update sometime tomorrow, which is Saturday, and then definitely Sunday morning before I go live on our NFL strategy show at 9 a.m. with Adam Share. You don't want to miss it, so follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman. Let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options at tight end, wideout, running back, and quarterback for this slate? Just so everybody understands what I'm doing, because this is my first FanDuel version of this video, I run simulations based on my projections for the entire slate. I like to try to find out how often an individual player will show up in the optimal lineup. I like to compare that to ownership for my GPP plays, or just use it in its entirety for cash games. This is what I do. These are the results. I hope you guys enjoy it. Now it's time to start with the tight ends. Bottom of the top 10 list here, Jared Cook at 10, Eric Ebron 9, Rob Gronkowski 8, Robert Tanyan 7, Austin Hooper 6, he's on the outside looking in, we're starting it off at number 5. Number 5, we've got Hunter Henry, 5,500 on FanDuel, 8.7 fantasy point projection at Miami, 1.5 point underdogs for the Chargers, 48 point game total. Miami's defense is solid. They're 8th against the pass, 29th against the run, which doesn't help Henry all that much. What you're looking for here is value. I think a lot of these guys further down the list at tight end all look pretty similar. Henry with a 6.6% chance of being in the optimal lineup. You're not really expecting a monstrous day out of Henry. You're playing him because he's safe, and that's fine. What you're really looking for when you're paying down at tight end is touchdown luck. No reason to suspect that Hunter Henry can't have the same luck other than the fact that he's basically gone four for 40 yards for the past, I don't know, six weeks. Either way, I like Henry as a value option, but there are better tight ends to be found. For example, you can stay in this same game. Go to number four, Mike Gesicki, 5,300, 8.4 fantasy point projection. Chargers are a little bit worse against the pass. They rank 14th, even worse against the run. Again, you're not expecting a monster day out of Gasicki, but he shows up in the optimal 7% of the time. That's slightly better than Hunter Henry. We've got better, though. Now, at number three, we've got TJ Hawkinson, 6,200, 9.5 point fantasy projection. Honestly, against a really difficult pass defense for the football team, 
Lions, four-point favorites, 46.5-point total. Hawkinson shows up in the optimal 9.4% of the time. You got a decent shot for him to go to 10-plus. Not a a really negative floor for Hawkinson, but again, you're hoping for the touchdown. As you can see, based on the sim rates, there's a bit of a gap between Hawkinson and Gasicki, so we're hitting a different tier, but we still want to work our way up to the two guys that I think are best. We're taking another giant step to number two. That would be Noah Fant, 5,700, 10.1 fantasy point projection, gets a date with the Raiders. They are five-point underdogs with a 51-point game total. Raiders defense stinks. Dead last against the run in uh, DVOA from Football Outsiders, 26th against the pass. Both of those stand out as very positive marks. Fant shows up in the optimal 12.2% of the time. I love it. That's, again, a significant step up from Hawkinson. Fant is a very clear number two, but we have an even clearer number one. Number one, 7K, projected for 13.1 fantasy points. It's Darren Waller. Five-point favorites, 51-point game total. A middle-of-the-pack Broncos defense. Waller gets north of 30 fantasy points just 2% of the time, but that is a massive number for the tight end position and for a tight end position that's missing a lot of the main studs. You know, you're not getting Travis Kelsey. You're not getting Zach Ertz. The other guys that end up showing up, generally speaking, at the top of this, George Kittle. Those guys aren't here. They're not on this slate. Darren Waller looks incredible. 26, just shy of 26% chance of being in the optimal. He is more like a wide receiver than anybody else on this list. I have no issue paying up for Darren Waller. I expect him to be my cash game tight end. He looks fantastic. Twice as likely to be in the optimal than Noah Fant in the number two spot. It's massive. Waller is the guy at tight end. Now we transition over to the wide receivers. Number 10, Devontae Parker. Number nine, Jerry Judy. Number eight, Tyler Lockett. Number seven, Keenan Allen, which kind of bums me out. We take a little bit of a step up, but still on the outside looking in. Number six, Stephon Diggs. We started off number five. Number five is Terry McLaurin, 7K, just shy of 14 fantasy point projection for the Washington football team. They are at Detroit. I believe they're four-point underdogs. I have that line entered incorrectly. Ignore that minus four, 46.5-point game total, 25th against the run, 18th against the pass. You're not at all worried about this Lions defense. McLaurin can go for greater than 30 fantasy points. Eight and a half percent of the time, he shows up in the optimal. 16.6% of the time, just a hair above Stephon Diggs. That's enough to get him into the number five spot. Number four, we're heading to Carolina, 6,400. It's a really nice price for Robbie Anderson. 13 and a half point fantasy point projection. Now, it's a really tough matchup. Bucks defense, third against the run, second against the pass. But this is a very friendly game script on paper. Carolina, six-point underdogs, a 50-point game total, so you're expecting some scoring. Anderson can go north of 30 almost 7% of the time. He shows up in the optimal just shy of 17% of the time. The Diggs, McLaurin, Robbie Anderson trio, they're all really similar, so don't be afraid to save some salary or use a little bit extra if you need to. But for right now, the ties are broken with that sim score, which puts Robbie Anderson fourth. Number three, we're heading to Arizona, and we're taking another step up in the tiers. 8,600 for DeAndre Hopkins. 16.6 fantasy points, 
The Cardinals at home, two and a half point favorites against the Bills, a monster 56 point total. Bills defense, nothing to write home about. 22nd against the run, doesn't matter for Hopkins. 15th against the pass, so we're talking average, but we're talking about a guy that could have a massive, massive day. Greater than 30 fantasy points almost 14% of the time. Shows up in the optimal lineup 19.6% of the time. Now, there's a little bit of a floor. The lack of the full point PPR matters a bit on FanDuel. It brings down the full ceiling for wide receivers, but you're not worried about DeAndre Hopkins. You're expecting big plays, the 10 for 150 and two TDs type games. And if he does that, which I think that he can, 30 fantasy points is well within his mark. Really like Hopkins, really like this game. But there are two more wide receivers to take a look at. Number two, we're going to Seattle, 8,300 DK Metcalf. Seattle's taking on the Rams. It's in LA. Two-point underdogs, a 54.5-point total. Another monstrous total. 14th-ranked defense against the run. We don't care. 10th against the pass. I mean, that's good, but not great. Nothing to be scared about. Metcalf, we know, has the ability to go big. Very boomer bust, but he has had multiple monster weeks as of late. Almost a 13% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. 20% on the dot for being in the optimal lineup. It's hard not to like Metcalf. If you prefer Hopkins, I get it. But I give the slight lean to DK Metcalf right now. There's one guy ahead of him. And that would be Devontae Adams. In my opinion, well worth the price. 9,519.1 fantasy points. Adams gets the best situation you can possibly find. Home against Jacksonville, 13 and a half point favorites and a 50 point game total against the worst passing defense in passing DVOA in the league. Dead last, 32nd. They're not even that great against the run. Adams goes north of 30 fantasy points 16% of the time. Now, he can bust. He goes less than 10, 10% of the time. That's not going to feel great. You can't avoid him, though. He is, without question, the best receiving option on the slate. There's enough value to be found to pay up for Adams. Have no issue at all stacking him up with Aaron Rodgers. The optimal, 20.8% of the time. A little bit ahead of Metcalf. But what we're looking at for sure is a clear tier of three guys. Adams, Metcalf, and Hopkins. That is the top of my wide receiver pool. Now we make our way to the running backs. Number 10, Jarek McKinnon. Number 9, DeAndre Swift. Number 8, Miles Sanders. Number 7, Duke Johnson. And number 6, James Conner on the outside looking in as we move to number 5. And at number five, we've got James Robinson. And I like him for similar reasons to liking Devontae Adams at just a better price. He's 7,300, projected for 15.4 fantasy points. This is at Green Bay. They're monster underdogs. Game total, 50 points. Packers defense, not all that scary. 20th against the run, 22nd against the pass. You assume the Jags are going to be behind that's a benefit for Robinson. Great at catching the ball. You're going to be looking for him out of the backfield. He will get some carries early. You hope it's close, but honestly, Robinson's involved no matter what. I don't expect a truly transcendent game out of Robinson. Only 30 plus 5% of the time. You know, the lack of the full PPR matters here. But he shows up in the optimal 14.4% of the time. That $7,300 salary is well worth it. That's enough to put him at the number five spot. Number four, we've got the bane of my existence, Josh Jacobs, and we're taking a step up in tier. Jacobs, 7,500, 15 fantasy point projection. They are at home against Denver, five-point favorites with a 51-point game total. 
Middle of the pack type defense for the Broncos, 13th against the run, 12th against the pass. 5% chance for Jacobs to go north of 30. Shows up in the optimal just shy of 17% of the time. I really like that game total. 51 looks good. I'm hoping that at some point in time, Josh Jacobs is a little bit more involved in the passing game, but it doesn't matter as much on FanDuel as compared to DraftKings, which is enough to put Josh Jacobs in the number four spot, a little bit higher than he is on DK. We're going back to Green Bay for number three, 8,800. That would be Aaron Jones. You're hoping he gets there early. That 13 and a half point line and 50 point total stands out to me. You want to see him get those early touchdowns if you're rostering Aaron Jones because, well, it's always good to book them. If the game gets ahead, he might come off the field. It's not out of the realm of possibility. was banged up a couple weeks ago. Uh, You don't want to get into a blowout scenario. It's not something I'm worried all that much about. 19.6% chance of being in the optimal lineup. You can see that that is well ahead of Josh Jacobs. We have stepped up a tier for sure. 11% chance of going for north of 30 fantasy points, just shy of 20% chance of being in the optimal. I see no reason to get away from Aaron Jones. The rush defense, not all that scary. Getting him involved in the passing game, the worst passing defense in the league, it all stands out as good for me. Get yourself some Aaron Jones. Now, you don't get the benefit of a fully broken price, but it is still way too low. Number two, Mike Davis, another step up in tier, shows up in the optimal almost 24% of the time. Carolina, six-point underdogs against Tampa, but they are at home, 50-point game total. What you're really worried about is the defense. Bucks defense, great on both sides, whether it's rushing or passing. And I don't think that Mike Davis goes for crazy numbers. Again, the... The uh, the receptions aren't as big for you on FanDuel, but for a guy with his projection, most publicly available systems are going to have him somewhere in like the third to seventh highest projection for the slate. He's just not priced the way his role is showing him to be for this slate. 5,400 is just way too cheap. And that's why you see him showing up in the optimal 24% of the time. Mike Davis makes a lot of things work for you this week. It's value that you really just have a hard time getting away from. Love him in cash, but he's not my number one. The number one play for running backs on FanDuel is Alvin Kamara. He is 9K, projected for 19.1 fantasy points. Gets to take on the San Francisco 49ers. 10-point favorites, just shy of 50 uh, real points as the game total. Now, the run defense for the Niners is good. They do rank 6th, but the pass defense, 19th. And you know that Alvin Kamara will be involved in the pass D, whether or not Michael Thomas is there. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points 15% of the time. That's a really, really big number for FanDuel. Shows up in the optimal almost 26% of the time. He's even a hair ahead of Mike Davis. The floor is so high on a guy like Kamara. I don't want to get away from him. I love him here, and that's enough to make him my number one running back. And finally, we head to the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert at 10, Drew Brees at 9, Deshaun Watson 8, Jared Goff 7, and Tua at 6 on the outside looking in. Before we get to the rest of these quarterbacks, one last time, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when all of our content goes live and the biggie. Again, follow me on Twitter, at Josh Engelman, so you can get the updates to my sim results over the weekend as we get closer to lock. Now, 
Generally speaking, quarterbacks are going to be pretty flat. I'm way more worried about getting their wide receivers in first and bringing a quarterback along for the ride. You can see that separation right now. Justin Herbert at 4%, Tua at 5%. There's not a huge difference there. But it is important. Who are my top five quarterbacks? At number five, we've got Teddy Bridgewater. 5.2% chance of being in the optimal. 7K. You know it's the tough matchup. Bucks defense, really scary for Bridgewater. But a 50-point game total and, a, and being a slight underdog is what stands out the most. You're expecting Bridgewater to have to throw. He can go north of 30 fantasy points just shy of 11% of the time. That's enough for me. And there's enough value at the wideout spots and plus with Mike Davis, who I don't mind running together. There's enough value to get to a very nice Teddy Bridgewater stack. Don't get the sense that it's going to be very highly owned because people are worried about the Bucks D. I see no reason to skip out on Teddy Bridgewater. At number four, we're going to Russell Wilson. 8,900. That's a big number. 21 and a half point fantasy projection. Seahawks are underdogs in LA, but a 54 and a half point game total means Russell Wilson's going to have his opportunity to score some fantasy points. You're not worried about the Rams D. 14th against the run, 10th against the pass. That is fine. It's not enough to make you change your opinions, but he can go north of 30 almost 18% of the time. Now, he's only showing up in the optimal 5.5% of the time. It's a small number, but compared to the rest of the quarterbacks, it's enough to put him at number four, which I like. At number three, we're going to Aaron Rodgers, 8,400. The cupcake matchup against the Jags. Huge favorites, big total, the worst pass defense in the league. If you're going to Aaron Rodgers, I assume you're going to Devontae Adams as well. You're really just hoping that Aaron Jones doesn't score those first half touchdowns. Because if he does, it might be a long day for trying to get any additional passing work later on in the game. Aaron Rodgers goes for north of 30 fantasy points 25% of the time. One quarter of the games that are played, Aaron Rodgers is putting you in a position to win. He'll give you the score that you need. 8.8% of the time, he's in the optimal. Now, you can clearly see that is a monster jump above Russell Wilson. We are in a very different tier now. Aaron Rodgers is three, but there's two more to go. We're taking another huge jump up. Aaron Rodgers is in his own tier. Josh Allen showing up in the optimal 11% of the time. $8,700 salary, 24.5 point fantasy projection. We're in Arizona. It's going to be a fast-paced game. Slight underdogs, huge total, and a Cardinals defense that you're not super worried about. We're just going to say middle of the pack. Allen goes north of 30, 30% of the time. And as you can see, it's another big jump over Rodgers. I mean, he's twice as likely to be in the optimal as Russell Wilson, who comes in fourth. I'm going to be concentrating a lot of my exposure to Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and my number one quarterback. And that number one quarterback comes in the optimal lineup 15% of the time, 8,800. It's the same game as Josh Allen. We're going to Kyler Murray, just shy of 26 fantasy point projections. They're slight favorites, two and a half point favorites at home with a huge total and a Buffalo defense that you're not worried about. Below average against the run, which should certainly benefit Kyler Murray. Average against the pass should help out at least a little bit. Goes north of 30 fantasy points 33% of the time. One third of the time, you don't have to pay attention. Kyler Murray is just exactly what you needed. 15% of the time, he is the best option you can find at quarterback. I can't pass that up. Significantly ahead of Allen. You can see the tiers break down. It's Murray. Big gap. Allen. Gap. Big gap to Wilson. And then everything looks the same. 
Focus on Murray, focus on Allen, focus on Rodgers. They are the three best quarterback options on FanDuel this week. Alrighty, guys, thank you for joining me on this first FanDuel Top 5 video. I appreciate the likes, the subscriptions, the notification bells, the follows on Twitter. It all is great for me. Please let me know in the comments section who your favorite options are at quarterback, running back, wideout, and tight end. I'll have updates throughout the weekend. If you're playing on DraftKings, look around. There's probably a link here somewhere for you to watch the DraftKings version of this video because they're going to be a little different. Salaries matter a ton. That moves guys all around. Again, I'll be back Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Adam Scher and I will be giving our NFL strategies. And then again, noon, 12 p.m. Eastern time, the final hour, NFL Live Before Lock, myself, Greg Ehrenberg, and Chris Spaggs breaking it all down as we get to 1 p.m. Good luck this weekend. I'll talk to you again for these videos next Friday.